Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is some This is the game where we find out if this is the bullshit. I am. That's Sua, dude, bro. And alongside with me is co-producer Smart Smarts. Have you heard? Have you heard? The Brooklyn Nets just got swept by the Boston Celtics. I didn't hear anything. I'm deaf. Come on now. Just, just because you're not a sports fan, <laughs> but you are from Brooklyn and you should know that the Brooklyn Nets just got swept. I didn't hear that. We're talking about a champion and another champion with two rings. Fake news. Lost to the Boston Celtics. We won. The man who defeated COVID and the man who didn't defeat COVID and Steve Nash. It's fake news. We won. Lost to the Boston Celtics. It was rigged. We won. Fake news. You know who you did beat? You know who Brooklyn did beat? Ooh. T.I. at the Barclays. Oh, sure did. I heard about that one. Let's play the game. <laughs> <laughs> According to Newsweek.com, activist Sean King has announced that he has not deleted his Twitter account after it went offline soon after he criticized Elon Musk's purchase of the Twitter platform as being about white power. I can't do that good. Can you do a white power good? White power. <laughs> Yours was very really subtle. White power. White power. White power. What? What? White power. Power. <laughs> <laughs> Sean King, who rose to prominence during the start of the Black Lives Matter movement, had his Twitter account taken offline hours after he criticized the Tesla CEO plans to take over Twitter. Well, for those who don't know, he also is the CEO of a company called SpaceX. But we'll get to that in a second. On Monday... It was confirmed that Elon Musk clinched a deal to buy Twitter for $44 billion. Wow. God damn. We should make a social media page, Smarts. Listen, bro. Only thing I'm going to say, what I regret the most, is in about 2017, I bought Twitter stock for like 14 bucks, dog. Oh, my God. It, <laughs> it closed. Oh, my God. It closed God. at like $48 today, so I'm sick. Imagine just a tweet costing a million dollars for Elon Musk, I'm, like no problem I'm, I'm sick in right advertisement now. money. My God. Which means that the world's richest man will now have control of this social media site. Just before Sean King's account was taken offline, he criticized Elon Musk's plans to purchase the company, which prompted speculation he deleted his account in a protest at the takeover. Elon Musk wanting to purchase Twitter is not about left versus right. It's about white power. That is what Sean King tweeted. Not only was the man raised by a white nationalist, but in apartheid, which is a system of institutionalized racial segregation that existed in South Africa in 1948 until early 1990. But if you ask Trevor Noah, who is the host of The Daily Show on Comedy Central, right. who is from South Africa, he'll tell you that's going on right now. Mm. He's upset that Twitter won't allow white nationalists to target and harass people. That is Elon Musk's definition of free speech, according to Sean King, of course. Elon Musk has openly called himself a free speech absolutist and said that he wants to create a space where anything, and I mean anything, can be said about anyone. And I mean anyone. And that's why white nationalists are, and you can tell this is an article from Newsweek and not me because they use the word giddy. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine they are. That's why the white nationalists are giddy 
right now. Smarts, I ask you, is it the bullshit that in 2040, when the first black American family moves to Mars, Elon Musk and 18 clan members told them to go back to Earth? Where you come from? That's a BS, bro. I mean, we could just keep it moving. I sold my stock. I shouldn't have. I should have cashed in on white nationalism. According to NBC... Blackity black. Let's go. <laughs> All right, the next one is a video, America. We take you to some small town in Florida. Smarts, take it away. But what Franklin County Sheriff A.J. Smith came across this week shook him to his core. He arrested someone he never thought would be trafficking drugs. We went to serve a search warrant at a house where a lady had delivered a large quantity of drugs to an informant. And while we're there, I asked her, where did your drugs come from? And she said, your daughter. And I'm like, my daughter? I said, because we're a small town, everybody knows everybody. I said, Kristen? And she's like, yes. Kristen Kent, his 38-year-old daughter and mother of his beloved grandchildren. I sat down with the sheriff for top story. We... Uh, made a controlled buy and we arrested my daughter. I went to the house and got her. Smartside asks you, is it the bullshit that if his daughter was black, he'd be daughterless? That's a fact. He would have had to kill his own daughter. Wow. That's some BS. I was conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> no, just... Start resisting. <laughs> White power. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's Florida too, bro. His daughter would have been out of here. And finally, according to Yahoo.com, comedian and assaulted comedian Chris Rock performed at a sold-out show in Baltimore at the Lyric Performing Arts Center not too long ago. Chris Rock reportedly once again skirted the slap heard around the world during his performance on that Friday night. However, he did reference that Will Smith incident in an instance or two. A WJZ TV reporter going by the name of Ann Rose Ramos, live-tweeted from the comedian show. First 30 seconds, Chris Rock walks out and says, I'm all right, I'm all right. Heal from the nicks and bruises for the most part. You think I could do a Chris Rock impression? I'm all right, I'm all right. Heal from the nicks and bruises for the most part. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> then does it mention slap for the entire hour and a half of the show? What a hilarious show. Another Twitter random by the name of at Disco K5, that is D-I-S-C-O-Q-U-E, the number fifth. He tweeted, I went to see Chris Rock last night and he was doing a joke and asked a lady in the front row to help out. He asked her, what's your name? She said, Jada. He said, sit your ass down. <laughs> the place erupted. Smarts, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. Smarts, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. Smarts, I ask you. Hurry hey, up. Man, My Facebook up? Is, is, is ringing for what, some reason. What's up, man? What's up? Smarts, are you ready, Smarts? I'm, I'm ready, dog. Smarts, are you ready? Let's go. Is it the bull that in order for Chris Rock's show to be sold out in 2022, he needed a hand job from Will? Wow. You ain't got to answer that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you. Bye-bye. Everybody on a mountain, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash your bird 40 on the Yeah, I'll make the nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that they take to make a black nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard. 
a late night flight. And here is your captain, the Nile River of New Jersey, the pilot of Tuskegee training, the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nassour Nuru. What up, passengers? We are first in priority. Donate to the Cash App dollar sign the Late Night Flight to get this work from minorities. The Late Night Flight, oh, you never heard of it? Turn up the turbulence. Catch us on these Apple Podcasts and these Spotify services. iHeartRadio, Facebook, and the Late Night QR Scan. Download Audible, download Amazon Music, just to hear us back and forth like a U-Haul fan. Hey, I started out not ahead of you. Now look at me, young pilot with the better view. Making sure you get here all 87 episodes wherever, wherever, wherever. Podcasts are available. Now let's take off. All right, America, I got my homegirl, Baby K, here. So you know what it's time for. We talking Gail King and Megan Thee Stallion. So Gail King is doing her best impression of, I'm going to show you who's the best female journalist in America. Matter of fact, who is the best journalist in America? And she's pulling out her black card. Let me tell you something. Any woman. Any man, but any woman in particular, black American in particular, if you go to Trump Tower in Georgia to interview R. Kelly with two of his young concubine women in the room there, too, you, my friend, are a hero and you deserve an Emmy. And now with this one, with this Megan Thee Stallion, it's so it's clever. Like the interview is clever because it's is regular. She's not saying anything smart. But she is letting Megan know that America thinks that she's a liar. There's a lot of people on social media that thinks Megan Thee Stallion is a liar. So, Key, I got to ask you, is Megan Thee Stallion the new Jesse Smollett? Let me know about that. No, she isn't a new Smollett because she didn't pay anybody to shoot her or beat her up in the alley somewhere while she was coming home. So, no, I will say no. But there are some inconsistencies with her story that could confuse you. Like, we don't understand why they were arguing in the back. I mean, we do know that she said she was ready to lead a party and they weren't. But, you know, there's ways to handle that. You know, hold on, hold on. What, what are the, I want to know? I want to know. What are the ways to handle that? Can you tell me, please? Please tell me the ways to handle that. Because as a man that have a woman, I ain't going to lie. I have been told that you have to wait until she's ready to go. I mean, that is one way. But I'm saying if, if, if you know, Tori in there, he, he enjoying himself a little bit too much and she been, you know, she bored and she ready to go. I mean, he could have just hit it like, you know, what, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with you. Or he could have said, well, let me go ahead and get the security. The safest way as a friend, if that's the case, for me to get you home is to send you home with my security. And then I'll have him come back and get me when I'm ready because we just friends. But, you know, on the a, on a strength of being a little bit more than friends, I mean, she was on some we all got to go together kind of thing. So, you know, we it's kind of confusing. And like I said, like I wouldn't even once I got out of the car because I'm aggravated or two, two of my friends are arguing it with me. I'm going to just get out the car and not get back in. So that part is kind of confusing to why why she got back in the car with them, you know, and on top of that. After the fact, when she decided, you know what, you know, yeah, we five minutes away, but I don't care. So I'm going to hop back out the car again. You know, it, it's I understand why, you know, she was outside of the car, but I don't understand why Tori was shooting at her. His friend is what I, that I don't understand. And um, her lying to the police. 
I feel like I've never been in a situation where I had helicopters coming at me with the lights and five and six cops. So I don't know how I would have reacted. Maybe I wouldn't have said nothing. Maybe I would have said, you know, I, you know, I got I stepped on glass. At the moment, there's a lot of things, a lot of factors, especially with the George Floyd stuff going on and the way police treat African-American people. And even moving into the hospital, you don't know how the outcome going to be. So you just at this moment, you're we have that what flight fight or flight situation and at that moment that's what she did immediately you know we don't know what her adrenaline was pumping and things like that so i mean i understand you know her that part of her story but again there is some inconsistency there with the story first of all la cops ain't for making my homegirl megan the stallion do the electric slide outside for a sobriety test with a full-on bikini on that's rude as hell <laughs> that's rude you ain't made her put a, a, a what you call one of them long sweaters a cargo sweater something like one of them carpet sweaters that people got to the <laughs> knees. How you not going to let her put that on before she even do the uh, electric slide outside to make sure her sobriety is there? I, I can't. Yo, this is why she said what she said, Keisha. I, I agree with you on that point. Whether she's lying or not, as far as the George Floyd situation, it just happened in 2020. She has every right to use that card right there. And it's on L.A. police. And it's the suburb L.A. police. We're leaving Cali Jenner house. Let's say we only... Four miles from the mansion. That is still killing country, okay? <laughs> All right? So here's my thing. I, I, I'm not going to give it too much smoke because in the text thread that me, you, and everybody else, all the other pilots of the plane is on, I kept thinking Kelsey, the best friend of Megan, or according to the interview, a former best friend, has something to do with the shooting. And then when I found out that DJ Academics is the one that got Tory Lanez in trouble because he put on Twitter that uh, Tory Lanez don't have any DNA on the on the gun, which is whatever. I mean, he could have shot with a glove. He could have accidentally hit the rubber grip, made the shots move. But it's a semi-automatic weapon. I think he knew what he was doing. In fact, I'm going to say this right now. I think Tory shot her. Tory shot her. When I looked at the foot, what happened with the bullet? The bullet scraped that ankle and is deep. Now, when you get shot in the ankle or shot in the foot, there's supposed to be a hole. There's no holes. There's bullet fragments, according to the doctors, in both feet. I can see that because they're saying that the shots are multiple times. And if you see the feet, a lot of the skin is off the bottom of that ankle, like on the, the heel, the foot. That is from a bullet being grazed. All right. And then on top of it, Here's the biggest reason why I truly believe Megan Thee Stallion. Realistically, the cops pulled you over. It is what it is. Well, I'm sorry. The cops didn't pull you over. The cops stopped you guys, made sure you couldn't even move because they already got a call from one of the neighbors saying that, hey, there's somebody screaming. We done heard shots fired. And now we got a stallion in somebody's driveway with a bloody ankle. So, all right, here we go, cops. Time to shoot somebody. And she says what she says. But they wound up checking the car. There's guns in the car. Guns in the car without nobody getting shot. Tory Lanez would probably see maybe five years in total with all the charges that they gave him. Five years in total in the state of California with some fines. The man already posted bail twice. You think he cares about some $10,000 fine? That's nothing. But if they say that he did all these charges and is the one accountable for Megan's foot, he can go to jail for at least 15 to 22 years. So I got to say whether I thought Kelsey, the one that did it, the driver did it, 
or Tory Lanez did it, it doesn't matter. Megan Thee Stallion really tried to make sure at least everybody can go home without police killing anybody. So for that, I'm going to have to give her an A plus on that. She says she wants it to play out in court. Hey, I think at this point in time, we got to do the uh, the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard move and just wait and see how it plays out in court. Because I don't know if you're watching Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, on C-SPAN or whatever uh, law channel that the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing is on. But it is, yo, that is a movie. Thanks, Bill. This week on NIN in Newark, we're going to take you through some glorious weed spots that my camera crew and I had a chance to visit during our stay in the bricks. Although we suffered minor setback this week when our TV satellite van was stolen, we managed to get around best way possible. We had chances to see spots like Hawthorne Ave, Hayes Homes, South Orange Ave, Avon Ave, 19th Ave, Chancellor and Bergen, 19th and One Duke. Hey, if you look closely right now, there's someone about to go for their drugs, or as they would say, stash. Hey, hey buddy, are you about to sell some drugs? Hey, yo, man, get the f- oh, oh. This year is the telephone line of one of the many top-notch weed sellers out of Newark. Ladies and gentlemen, what I will try to do is tap into the line and hear an actual drug deal in progress. So Jay Lasseter has an opinion piece from InsiderNJ.com making a statewide complaint regarding New Jersey's recreational cannabis laws. I had to send this to you. This is too funny to me, Smarts. Too funny. So according to him, the state has not legalized weed. But it has legalized dispensaries. So if you're thinking about growing weed outside of your home, you're going to jail. But the legal weed, the legal weed that's at the dispensaries, yo, check this out. It's $75 for an eighth. $75. Yo, let me tell you something. I don't even go to this dealer anymore. But I got a little little dirty homie from Georgia King Village. I can get two eighths for $40 right now. Now, because I, I make a little bit of money. I just go to my homeboy. I get some real, get that real, real good stuff. I believe, I believe the homies now in these days call it that za. You know what I'm talking about, uh, Al? They call Zah, it that za. Yeah. Let me get that za. Z a a a za. Anyway, I want to know from you two. Well, from you three, because Keisha is on the line with us too. I need to know: Are New Jersey weed laws doing the New Jersey black market a favor by doing their best to control legal sales? Anybody can go first. Come on, talk to me. Well, as a person that doesn't smoke, I don't I don't consume cannabis. So I was just asking, what's the difference between the dispensary weed that's seventy five dollars versus what you would call za? So are you getting the za for seventy five dollars at the dispensary, or are you just getting some low grade or mid grade weed for the same price? Do we know that? Can we answer that question? That's a great question. I can answer that a little bit because I don't know everything, but I do know a little bit. So dispensary weed. Whatever we think ZA is, let's say ZA is Z-A-A-A. What you're getting from the dispensary is just Z. Got you. Okay? Okay. But they think it's ZA, but it's Z. Okay. As in go to sleep, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So they Z, Z, Z. (laughs) Right, right, right. So I would say, yeah, I mean, they they might be doing the, uh, the, you know, the the, the black market a favor. You know what I'm saying? If it's overpriced, then people going to go to who they been going to. Feel me? No, I don't think they're doing them a favor at all because, you know, even if it's a black owned dispensary, if the if it costs that much money, I'm not gonna go there. I'm I'm gonna go to whoever I don't know who yeah, we do this, but I'm gonna go to him if I smoke weed because it's cheaper. And on top of that, it's not some manufactured weed or some hybrid weed. You know what I'm saying? I just want that old school weed. I don't want that 
extra, you know, whatever they got to explain to me is 10% this, 6% that. You're going to get this much sleep. You're going to be up half the day. I don't need all that type of weed. I just want the old school weed at old school prices. Old school, old school weed at old school <laughs> prices. You want the old school weed with the seeds in it? <laughs> yes, a little bit of garbage at the end. Hey yo, hundred dispensaries called Rasta Pasta. What kind of? <laughs> hey, yo, you want that chocolate tie with the branches in it? So I, want, I want that reefer. <laughs> you want that yes. old chocolate weed? He's just selling all of it twenty five bucks. You get a whole bucket of chocolate. Out. You get the bag. Be like, hey, quarter, yo, like, like yo, this is the ugliest Reggie I ever seen. New York head be like, listen. I got this. I got this whole bucket of chocolate for thirty bucks, yo. We smoking that nine all blunts, day long. Nine Keisha, what are you blunts. talking about now? You know good damn well ain't no black owned dispensaries here in New Jersey. You've been in Maryland too long. That must be that. That must be that rich ass PG County talk. But you think <laughs> they got some rich ass black folk down there in that Maryland DC area with a dispensary? What's going on? Talk to me, Keisha. Listen, What's up? Listen, they better get up on it. I mean, they do have them out here, but they're running laws out here too to try to cut us back. So it's it's all over. Yeah, so the thing is, the black people are speaking up. They're they're scrutinizing the application process. They're starting to see who's getting these licenses and versus who's not. And a lot of a lot of things are happening, and a lot of things being you know exposed. So um, I just think now it's like, dang, we made it legal. We made the dispensary thing crazy. Now they want to get in, and now they know that we know that they're making it hard for us to get in. What you think about that, Ali? I mean, I think for real, they they looking us out in the hood, cause ain't nobody gonna go to the dispensaries. First of all, if you in the hood, you gotta ride about forty minutes to the dispensary, spend gas, and spend seventy percent more what you gonna spend in the hood. You could go to your man on the corner, and his his sales going up. Once they go to the uh, dispensary, they gonna realize, oh, this ain't that Zod, this that Z. And it costs this much. Now nah, I'm I'm gonna mess with my man. I'm going back to the block, and now I'm gonna be happy to to spend a little bit more money. You know what I'm saying? So I think they helping the hood out. The hood about to really get some money. They're gonna get a lot of charges on it that they're gonna have to go to court for it and get pushed out because it's legal. But I think they helping the hood out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What the f***? This that pilot right here. As a tech person, you too. Let me know if this sound right. So Level Editors, they have a website and their website is level.medium.com. So what I would 
So what I wanted to ask you before we even get into this segment, does that make sense as a website to my two tech guys? That's all. I just wanted to ask real fast. No. I mean, I don't know why you, maybe the domain name that they wanted was taken. So that's what they went with. Yeah, that's all I was, that's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah. Maybe the the dot. It's probably a level medium somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Could have been high level. Could have been low level. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. But anyway, level editors, they have put out an article of the eight best male R&B groups from the 1990s. They have ranked them. You know what I like to do, Smarts? I like to run down this list. And these lists are usually some BS. They're usually crazy. So Remember the last one? I look forward to this. About the 90s, not the 90 rappers, the uh, the top 30 rappers of the 2000s. That was the worst. Oh my God. They had Fabulous way in the the, the 20s. Yeah, that was the worst, man. And then they had, I don't know, just like somebody else that just wasn't belonging. No, they had had my man, Kick Push Guy. What's my man name? Lupe. They had Lupe like in the top 10. He only had two albums in the 2000s. I, I didn't get that. Oh, my God. I mean... That was a Chicago write-up or something? That was crazy. Listen, I don't know. But anyway, top eight male R&B groups. Number eight is LSG. Gerald LeVert, Keith Sweat, Johnny Gill. What y'all think about that? Number eight? I would have to hear number seven first. What you think, Keish? I mean, I'm looking at it now, and um, I think they're high right there. Okay. They're okay right there. Cool, Keish. I'm with that. Number seven, Black Street. Okay. That's right. kind of high yeah, for me. <laughs> I mean, Black Street? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. All right, here we go. Number six. Number six, y'all ready? Belle Biv DeVoe. Wait, is this is like a period in a certain period? Or this, this is, is the like- 90s. Okay, 90s. Okay, my bad. I wasn't listening. because So number cra- eight, no, I'll, I'll bring it from the top. It's crazy I'll right bring now. it from the top. Number okay. eight, LSG. I don't even know one of these songs, yo. What was? Oh, was it my body all yeah, over body. your body? Uh, my body all over was your body. Kitty. Uh, uh, body all over your body. Remember that? Y'all yeah. remember that? Remember yeah. That. Yo, man. Keith Sweat was the best worst singer in history. Somebody tell me I'm lying on that one, yo. Hey, I'll be sure. Nah, nah, sure nah. I'll that, be man. sure to hold a note. Keith Sweat. Holded the driest monotone tenor voice I have heard in history. And nobody take me. Right. It wasn't and that bad. Women be like, take my panties <laughs> off right now. Word. I'm like, for real? Right from his nostril bone. For real. I'm that that's what made me want to rap. I was like, if Keith Sweat over here slinging dick on everything with his corny ass music, I sure as hell. He was vibrating that car. Can get some pussy off my Jay-Z <laughs> renditions. <laughs> my <laughs> God. It was, it was vibrating more than the cartilage. Singing, though. Vibrate the cartilage in his nose while he's talking was about singing. something. <laughs> Uh, it was boring. You know what I'm saying? Like a nasal spray. All right. Nobody. Listen. I got Corona. <laughs> 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 All right. Look, we got to get back to the All right. Let's get back into it. We have too much fun. We got a camera on. I told you this was going to happen. I told you this was going to happen. All right. Use flow knees like me. Nobody. Y'all, y'all acting like he's playing a solid black man, though. He looks what he And who can use Ricola? <laughs> 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 yeah, All right, number eight, LSG. Number seven, Black Street. Number six, Bell Biv DeVoe. Number five, Drew Hill. Okay. Best male groups, 90s. Okay. Drew Hill. All right, so there's got to be some, some people higher that we can agree with because 
they, that, they, that's too high for me. But go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've always liked sleeping in my bed because the last, the last uh, scene in that video where Cisco caught his yeah. girl having sex with the other girl, I thought in my mind, Cisco would be the guy in that group to get caught. Like, not get caught. He would, he would walk in to his wife and his wife having sex with another girl. Like, not another guy, another woman. Right, right, Cisco. Right. I, I can see that. Yeah, that's why she was with him. I can see that. Although Cisco into the dragon, that 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 album, his solo album, it was fire. Fire. It was fire. That was a hit. Every song was hot except for the thong song. I hated that song. Okay. You know you like that song. You can't have sex to that song. Think about it. If you had a girl talk about some thong, the thong, 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 you talking about about but anyway, realistically, because I have a penis, I could I could woman to any song personally. Oh, it could be it DMX hardcore. Shit. I'm just in there. Just. That was the song you played in the car. That was the song you that was the song you played in the car on the way to the crib. Thong song? Yes, absolutely. I feel like you play that song on your way to the party. No, you play and, that. And only in 1998, though. Like that, like that was only nah, that year. Nah, I feel like Ali, you remember that year, right? You was like 21. Wow. <laughs> I probably do. <laughs> joke. Yeah. What year was that? <laughs> 1998. <laughs> Damn. I'm just playing. Let's continue. Number four. Number four. Boys to men. Okay. I ain't gonna lie to you. I would say boys to men is number one. Yeah, they should be number yeah, one they, and number they two. Top three. They should definitely yeah, be top three. What you think about that, Keisha? Two. Number two for sure. Okay. Number three. Now they have a tie for number three. Who do y'all think? Matter of fact, Keisha, I'm going to ask you first, Keisha. If they have two groups that has tied for three and two or two and three, who do you think those two groups are? Um, Jagged Edge and 112. Hey, yo, listen. If we wasn't already friends, I'd kiss you. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> she is correct. I, yeah, that sound about right. She is correct. Not Jagged tied. Edge. No, no, no. 112. Tied, bro. LSG should be off the list. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and one of them should be third, one of them should be fourth. All right, so that's let, a fact. Let's talk about this for a quick second. Let's give this two minutes of our time. So if you could break the tie from Jagged Edge and 112, we'll start with you, Smarts. Which one would it be? I'm gonna go with 112. I'm, I'm gonna go with Jagged Edge. What? Hold on. Uh what's that about? You're going with Jagged Edge. Because Jagged Edge sung from a male perspective. Is it because you got married twice? Nah, I've never been married twice. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> Yo, even though uh, Yo, that joint with, with Run was a smash, it's, it's still playing at weddings to this day. But uh, <laughs> I think I think Cupid was one of the dopest songs at of the, of the time, bro. Cupid was one of the best R and B songs. At that time, dog. Hey, Keisha, stop, stop dancing in the background on Zoom. You got to be over here laughing over here. <laughs> yeah. You can't be having the, the bra strap blouse or talking about doing shoulder dances. Get out of here. So which, which, one, is, which one is the better uh, group? Jagged Edge or 112, Keisha? I'm going to go with Jagged Edge, but I will say one song, mm. when they hit that one song, the um, Room 112 song or something like that, I was like, what is this? In your pocket, me and my homegirls on the bus had like mad remix to that. So... I mean, it was a hard one, but I'm going to go with Jagged Edge. That's right, Keith. So here's my thing. I think a lot of women, when I ask them this question about Jagged Edge 112, they go with Jagged Edge because I think the two male singers had a deeper voice. Nah, it's the lyrics. Though. I think it's the deeper voice with the two guys on Jagged Edge. It's just got that more of the masculine voice. Because Q from 112, he can sing. But he was light on the ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was light. He was light. Because I ain't going to hold you. I think 112 is... Like 
head and shoulders the better group. Looking at me. In the, it was a boy band. It was kind of. But they was good at the boy water. band. Look, man, hey, listen. Dance if you are good at the role that you can me. play, God damn it. You know what I'm saying? That's all I can say. I think Jagged Edge was a uh, a B-level Jodeci. And 112 was their own thing going on. Yep. And, and besides, they had better features. They had Mason uh, Biggie on that. What's up? Mm, mm. Anyway, number one. Who y'all think number one is, y'all? Mm-hmm. Keisha, I think you know who number one is. Jodeci. Number one is Jodeci. Okay. Best R&B in the okay. 90s. What okay. you think? I, I don't like that. I don't nah, like that I right now. I ain't arguing with that one. You not arguing with that one? Yeah. Hey, yo, what, what, what about you, Smarts? What say I'm, you? I'm, I'm, I, I, I can go with that. I can go with Jodeci. Keisha, what say you? Yeah, I'm definitely down. Yeah, Jodeci. Keisha, which one of your kids got born off a of, uh, Jodeci song? Wow. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yo. She tried to say like, yo, you was like 15. <laughs> right, like I had like 25 kids. Like you, just, nah, you, just, you got, you was on a bus. See, you went home and got mm-hmm. pregnant right off the bus. Nah, Keisha right. had, had kids to LSG. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> had body on repeat. We'll be right back. This is the Late Night Flight. <laughs> we talked yesterday at this time about the trouble at Netflix, and it's only gotten worse since then in those 24 hours. The streaming giant stock fell by more than a third yesterday. 35% decline was so severe, even brought down some competitors. Disney, Warner Brothers, Discovery, Paramount, Roku, all fall, falling 5 to 8% at the closing bell themselves. Hey, yo, Al, yo. What yo. up, son? What up? Remember The Wire? My favorite part in The Wire was when Marlo left the meeting, the co-op meeting, and he let them know price of the brick going up. Well, guess what, fellas? Guess what, Keisha? Price of the flick going up. All right? April 21st, Netflix has reported that 200,000 subscribers are gone. Just gone. 200,000. 200,000 subscribers are no more. And then on top of that, they are cracking down. This is on Yahoo.com. They are cracking down on people that are sharing their Netflix subscription because I guess they believe that, hey, 200,000 subscribers lost only because people are sharing their Netflix subscriptions. So here goes my thing. I believe Netflix is at, what, $15 now? About $15.99 now? If you want it on two televisions, do you think Netflix programming right now Right now, is worth the subscription. Because I ain't going to lie to you. I may have to say no. I'm going to tell you why. So, I remember watching a nice show on Netflix. One of my favorite shows. I feel bad because it's a white show. Don't slap me, Black America. But The Office is a funny-ass show. Okay? And when Peacock, the NBC streaming service, when they opened up, I said, oh, you know what? Game about to be over. And this is when I was working for Optimum. As y'all know, I was, I was doing retention sales for Optimum. And it's my job to let people know, like, hey, don't, don't go to streaming. Don't do streaming. Do cable. Just get one box. And when Peacock and Paramount, these other streaming apps, and then Amazon said, screw it. We're going to just deal with the NFL. And now if you want to watch NFL games, you're going to have to cop down on like three, four other streaming sites just to watch them, just to watch the NFL. I said, yo, this is my new argument. Why not keep cable? Because to be honest with you, you're going to wind up paying the same amount if you want all of these streaming services anyway with the internet that you're going to buy. So I just want to know. Just asking everybody. I'll start with you, Al. Do you think Netflix is worth the subscription right now? No. And I think you said it because 
it's going to start adding up. Yeah. By the time you get all of the apps you want, you're going to be doing $200 in streaming. You know what I'm saying? Y'all going to be mad as hell when Denzel Washington put out a movie on Tubi. <laughs> but Tubi, Tubi is popping right now. You yo, know what I'm saying? All, yo, let me tell you something. Realistically, all these channels that have some type of programming is popping. Hell, Apple TV is popping. You know what I'm saying? It's just that good content is everywhere now. Everywhere. Yeah. It's hard to really have a show that's that's going to get five, six, seven million views like they used to 10 years ago unless they're on syndicated TV. So if you're not like on CBS, ABC, Fox, you know, the normal channels anyway, it's going to be hard for you to get your numbers up because it's great programming everywhere. And Netflix is filtering some of the best stuff that black crowds or black communities like to watch anyway. Yes, so yes. That's the reason we go to Tubi and Peacock and all that. Keisha, what you think? Talk to me. I don't think it's worth it either. And technically, I'm about to go check and see how many people are mine because I'm not trying to pay nothing extra, okay? It's not going to work. Um, mind you, I could get it for free, but um, I can only have two people on it at a time and I, and I need my streaming. So, yeah, I don't know. Soon, I'm going to have to make up my mind about it. They done took off um, Beverly Hills Cop and a couple other things that I like and I'm really not feeling it right now. So, I agree. Like, I, it's... It's the content on Netflix that I don't really like. Is they're taking away the things that I like on there? Shoot, I, I'm about to leave. I'm about to take. I'm about to head out. Oh well, for me, yeah, I think it's worth it. I don't, you know, what I'm saying, but it's included in my T-Mobile bill. So, <laughs> hey man, shut the f up, yo. Yo, I got hey, yo, you think you cool? You think you cool? Because you got a T-Mobile bundle? You think you cool? Because you think Black Mirror the hottest show on Netflix? Hey, Get out of here. Hey yo, T-Mobile. I appreciate you, bruh. Right. Thank you, T-Mobile. <laughs> Thank you, T-Mobile. Because I watch, I, I watch Netflix a lot. There's a lot of shows that I watch. I just finished watching The Kingdom. That was dope. If you liked uh, Game of Thrones, you'll like Kingdom even better. Um, it's another show I just finished watching, Valhalla. Like, it's, it's like they got good shows. So, I mean, that a lot of the anime stuff, I watch anime. So, they got some good anime shows on Netflix. So, the comedy specials on Netflix... I mean, there's a lot to watch on there. I enjoy it. I actually watch Netflix more than I watch regular TV now. You know what, Smarts? I got a whole law on canceling Netflix until that Chris Rock special come out. You know what I'm saying? I got to hear about the slap. He's not going to talk about it. <laughs> he already yeah. said he's not going to talk about it unless he get paid to. So Netflix going to pay him? Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the fastest rising podcast. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. 